Hi, I'm John Fleischauer, Associate Director of Connectional Ministries for the North Alabama Conference and pastor at Shiloh United Methodist Church. Have you ever felt like reading scripture is boring or something you do just to check a box? I know I have. Now don't get me wrong, reading scripture is a vital part of how we grow in our faith and how we come to better understand who God is and how God is at work in the world. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 tells us that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the person of God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. In fact, one of the earliest pictures we see of Jesus in the Gospels is of him in the temple, sitting at the feet of the rabbis and learning the scriptures from them. We see throughout the Bible that the Word of God is an essential part of how we come to better know our Creator. As important as spending time in Scripture is, though, many of us, I suspect, read Scripture as an academic work, or perhaps a set of instructions for how we're supposed to live. We read Scripture to some degree out of a sense of obligation, whether for those of us who are pastors and are reading it in preparation for a sermon or a Bible study, or for any of us who read Scripture because we feel like that's just what we're supposed to do as Christians, not necessarily because we feel any great connection to God when we do. But what if there were a better way to approach how we read Scripture? What if we made Scripture integral to our prayer life and gave it the time and space needed to truly shape us and form us? Thankfully, we have an ancient practice that helps us to do just that. The practice of Lectio Divina, or divine reading, is an ancient practice of prayerfully approaching Scripture. It's a way of engaging with Scripture that helps us to sit with it and allow it to speak to us. It's a practice that forces us to slow down and reflect on the text to consider what it's saying to us and seek God's wisdom as we take it into the rest of our lives. And so today, we'll spend some time engaging in this ancient practice together. Now, I always find that Lectio Divina is best practiced in a space where I can find a bit of quiet by myself. But even if you're not able to find a space like that right now, it can still be a meaningful practice wherever you are. If you're able, I've often found that it's helpful to have a journal nearby and, of course, a Bible. If you'd like to follow along today, I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version Updated Edition. Usually, I find it most helpful to focus on no more than 8 to 10 verses of Scripture, though there's no fixed-length passage you have to use. The important thing is that whatever passage you choose is a length that you're able to spend time engaging with, and you can choose a passage with a length that works for how much time you have. To give you an idea of where we're going before we dive into the text, Lectio Divina involves reading a passage of Scripture three times. The first reading is called the Lectio reading, or simply the first reading. During this first reading, you're simply listening and taking in Scripture, and the goal is to pick out a word or phrase that stands out to you. Don't spend too much time thinking about why it stands out. Just keep that word or phrase in mind to come back to. The second reading is the Meditatio reading, or the Meditation reading. During this second reading, focus on that word or phrase that stood out to you during the first reading. Meditate on why that word or phrase stood out to you and what it's stirring up in you. For instance, is there some particular memory it calls to mind or some attribute of God that it brings to the forefront? Finally, the third reading is the oratio, or response reading. During this final reading, think about what the scripture, and particularly that word or phrase you've been focusing on, is saying to you. How do you sense the Holy Spirit might be leading you to respond to the text and to carry it into the rest of your life? One final note before we get started. It's perfectly normal when engaging in Lectio Divina for one's mind to wander. By design, the practice involves a period of silent reflection, 
which we may not be used to experiencing, and they can even be uncomfortable at times. So if you find your mind starting to drift to your to-do list or your calendar or what you're having for dinner tonight or anything else, simply take a moment to turn that distraction over to God and refocus on the text in front of you. I often find it helpful to use a short breath prayer, such as, Holy Spirit, speak, as a way of centering myself again when I get distracted. So let's get started. The passage we'll be using today is Psalm 22, verses 23 through 31. I'll read the passage for us, and you're welcome to follow along in your own Bible or simply to rest and listen to the scripture being read. Remember that during this first reading, the idea is to focus in on a word or phrase that speaks to you. Don't overthink that word or phrase, and trust that whatever stands out is from the Holy Spirit's leading. Let us pray together, and then I'll offer the first reading of the text. Holy and gracious God, we thank you for your holy scripture that speaks to us across the ages. We thank you for your living word that shapes us, informs us, and reveals to us who you are and who you have created us to be. As we study your word together, Lord, speak, for we, your servants, are listening. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Psalm 22, verses 23 through 31. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him, indeed, shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Take a moment now to think about this passage. What is a word or phrase that stood out to you? What are you feeling right now? How do you sense God is moving through this text? And if a word or phrase didn't stand out to you, think about why that might be and consider rereading the passage or rewinding the podcast and listening to it again. Feel free to pause the podcast if you'd like some additional time for reflection, and then continue whenever you're ready. We move now to the second reading, the meditatio or meditation reading. During this reading, focus in on that word or phrase that stood out to you from the first reading, and look at what it's doing in the text. Again, Psalm 22, verses 23 through 31. You who fear the Lord praise him. All you offspring of Jacob glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted, but he did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him, indeed, shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. 
Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Again, take a moment to think about the passage. Again, what are you feeling right now? What is that word or passage that you've been focusing on saying to you? Why do you think that word or phrase stood out to you? And what might God be saying through it? Once again, feel free to pause here if you'd like additional time for reflection and continue whenever you're ready. Finally, we come to the third reading, the oratio or response reading. This reading invites us to shift our focus, to think about how we are being called to respond to this passage of Scripture. So as the Scripture is read one final time, I invite you to listen for how God might be calling you to respond to the text. Once again, Psalm 22, verses 23 through 31. You who fear the Lord praise him. All you offspring of Jacob glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow down all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him, future generations will be told about the Lord, and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Spend some time reflecting on this final reading of the passage. What is the Holy Spirit stirring up in you? What new insights have you gleaned from spending time with this passage? How do you sense God might be leading you to respond to it in the hours and days ahead? Spend a few moments quietly reflecting on how this text is shaping you and leading you to respond. I hope this exercise has been helpful for you and has given you a new perspective on one way to prayerfully engage with Scripture. I encourage you to try this practice a few times in the days and weeks ahead. I found that it can be a bit uncomfortable at first, but the more I practice it, the more comfortable I become, and the more it helps me to connect with God. My prayer is that you will also allow this ancient practice to shape you, inform you, and to help you better connect with God as well. Amen.